In flamenco, it is said that the Malagueñas belongs to the Fandangos family, and some people even believe that they were mainly the same in the 19th century. In episode 25 of the podcast Forgotten Sounds of Flamenco, we will review Lenny Carreyes' analysis of Malagueñas and Fandango in the 19th century to comment on how they were similar and differed, and you will be able to listen to Malagueñas and Fandango that probably you will never hear before. Sounds that once were listened. Sounds that once were enjoyed. Sounds that once were danced. Sounds relegated to oblivion. And yet, there is still something we can do for them. Let us summon them. Let us summon them. Welcome to the podcast Forgotten Sounds of Flamenco. My name is Jose Miguel Hernandez Jaramillo, and I invite you to enroll in this journey through the sounds, stories, spaces, and people that were part of the 19th century flamenco. Hi, how are you? A few weeks ago, I dedicated episode 19th of this podcast to the Flamenco Malagueñas in the 19th century, and we had the presence of the ethnomusicologist Lenny Carreyes, who gave us an overview of what those Malagueñas were like and the relevance they had not only on flamenco but also on Spanish society at that time. In this episode, we will detail some aspects that surrounded the Malagueña at that time. Of course, I will again draw on Lenny Carreyes' doctoral dissertation on the Malagueñas in the 19th century, both in Spain and in her country, Mexico. Specifically, I will focus on the elements that differentiated Malagueñas and Fandangos in the 19th century. You can listen to episode 19 with the interview with Lenigan and all the others for free on any of the leading podcast platforms, such as Spotify or iTunes, and also on the YouTube channel Sonidos Olvidados Etnomusicología Creativa, where in addition to listening to the podcast, you can see some contents related to each episode. The subscription is also free and very simple, and it is a great help for me to see if the podcast is being of your interest. In Flamencology, it has been said that the Malagueña belongs to the Fandango family, or is a flamenco palo derived from it. Some authors even claim that the Malagueña and the Fandango were the same in the 19th century. However, Lenny Carreyes demonstrated in her research on the Malagueñas that 13 musical elements clearly differentiated the Malagueña from the Fandango, that they were two recognizable palos, and that when someone from the academy or an amateur composer wrote a score of Malagueña or Fandango, they did not confuse them, but knew perfectly well those elements that characterize each one. Before telling you how the Malagueñas and the Fandango were similar and how they differentiated in the 19th century, let's listen to a fragment of each one. As always, the music you hear in this podcast is usually phonographically unreleased. That is, it has never been recorded and has probably been unperformed and unheard for over a century. First, we will listen to a Fandango, specifically one composed by Francisco Barbieri, who included it in the Zarzuela Chorizos y Polacos, released in 1876.
now a Malagueña. Again from Azarzuela, this Malagueña was composed by Federico Chapi and is included in the Zarzuela Ortografía, premiered in 1888. Well, fandangos, and specifically malagueños, was very common in zarzuelas. You may have noticed that although they have similarities, they are not completely the same and have their peculiarities. Among the similarities, I will tell you that they have a similar stanza. At that time, it used to be four lines rhyming the second and the fourth, and two of those lines were repeated, forming a total of six lines that were sung. As a curiosity, I will tell you that nowadays in the Malagueña San de Fandango, people sing five lines stanzas instead of four lines. These lyrics are sung with a similar harmonic structure. In addition to all those similarities, Lenica identified a series of differences between the Fandango and the Malagueña, both in the music of the song and the instrumental variations. To do so, she draws on many scores from the 19th century. She employs musical and statistical analysis at a very high level of detail. The first difference she finds is that two out of three fandangos are written in the key of D minor or E dominant Phrygian key, or as we guitarists say, por medio. In contrast, the Malagueñas, two out of three, are written in the dominant E Phrygian key. The guitarist called to this por arriba. If we look at the stanzas, another difference is that the Malagueñas always contain at least one of them, but in the Fandango there is not always the case. 22%, that is, almost a quarter, do not contain any. They are purely instrumental. And by stanzas or song, Lenica does not only mean that someone necessarily sings, but also that the instrument for which the work is written plays the melody of the song. Another aspect related to the later is that only 14% of the fandangos that have couplets have more than one, while in the Malagueña 41%, almost half, contain one or more couplets. This data indicated that the couplet is in the Malagueña more critical than in the fandango. The third difference is that the couplet of the fandangos contains fewer ornaments than those of the malagueñas. Lenica counted what percentage of notes were ornaments in the couplets and found that in the fandango only 9% of the notes sung can be considered ornaments, compared to 36% in the malagueñas. That is four times more than in the fandango. 
that indicates that the Malagueña was a flamenco song conducive to the vocal showcases of its performers, at least more than the fandango. Some more subtle differences between the two are, for example, that 97% of the couplets of the Malagueñas ends on note E. At the same time, the fandango is divided between E 70% or G sharp 30%. This analysis was done by comparing the pieces to a unified key of E Phrygian dominant or A minor. Lenica also showed that the melodies with which the couplets of the fandango de Malagueñas are sung hardly coincide. The music is not shared. She also found that in terms of intervals, that is, the distance of number of tones between each note and the one that follows it, the fandangos use a smaller range than the malagueñas, which have much more variability. Another difference is that the fandango couplets are always accompanied by an instrument. Still, in the malagueñas, although this is also usually the case, 11% of the couplets are sung without accompaniment, only with a chord as a tone marker or with an instrument doubling the melody. Again, this clearly indicates the intentions to show off vocals in the malagueñas by removing this musical accompaniment to leave the voice alone, the protagonist, to shine. Well, Lenica also finds peculiarity between the Malagueñas and the Fandango regarding the rhythm patterns used in both the couplets and the instrumental variations or falsetas. I am not going into detail here because it is a bit more technical and people who don't know music theory might get bored, which is not my intention. All this information that Lenica obtained through her musical and statistical analysis corroborates what the sources of the time commenting on regarding the Fandango and the Malagueña. She expresses it in this way. I read a fragment of her dissertation. She says, The information obtained in the analysis confirmed what is said in the newspapers of the time, that the Malagueñas were, more often than not, a sunk form. On the other hand, fandangos were mainly described as a dance form, and the accompaniment of the couplets reinforced this description. Well, apart these differences on the couplets, for the falsetas or instrumental variations, there are also some differences, but I will comment on the most important ones. The first is that those of the fandango alternate a harmony both in the minor mode and in the E Phrygian dominant mode, while the malagueñas are always in the E Phrygian dominant mode. I will try to make you understand these strange words with some audio samples. A fandango falseta in minor key sounds like this. And some other falsetas of fandango in E Phrygian dominant mode sound like this. Let's listen now to one of the most characteristic falsetas of the Malagueña at that time. As I say, are never in minor key, but in E free and dominant mode. Probably this variation is similar to you. 
as I said, it was one of the most characteristic falsetta of the Malagueñas of that time. Another curious fact is that the Fandango and the Malagueñas hardly shared falsettas. That's to say, each one had its own. Between different fandangos, it is common to share falsetas to be recurrently repeated, as in the case with the Malagueñas, but practically never was a fandango falseta used in the Malagueñas or vice versa. Lenica concludes concerning this difference in the falsetas or variation the following. In short, the fandango and the Malagueñas have instrumental variations that give each of them an identity, making them recognizable and discernible. Well, you can see that fandangos and malagueñas were not as similar as has been said, but that each one had, let's say, its own personality in the 19th century. In the first two decades of the 20th century, both flamenco songs were transformed into the fandangos and malagueñas we know today. I hope you liked this episode and that I didn't make you too dizzy with the numbers, but it is essential to refer to this kind of detailed and fascinating studies, especially when the numbers revealed that the chronicles of the time were not wrong. I will see you here in the next episode in two weeks. I suggest you to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of the new episodes as they are published. And if you like the episodes, tell your friends, family or work colleagues so they can enjoy them too. Have a great time.